You know, for me, a fair food system would start with the worker. It would recognize the need for uh, respect in terms of payment and health care. You know, when we think about fair food and what that could mean in our communities, that means local farms that provide fresh food. But there's still going to be a worker, and we need to make sure that that worker is, is recognized for their role in giving us healthier foods and healthier options and less carbon footprint. I think we have to still focus on the person. That's Robin Louie from the Rural Women's Health Project in Gainesville, Florida. This view that a fair food system has to start with the worker is at the heart of a battle that's been heating up over the past year at the University of Florida. That battle is over how the university feeds its students, faculty, and staff, and whether the food they serve contributes to the suffering and exploitation of workers in its dining halls, on area farms, and even in prisons. I'm Tanya Kerson, and this is Foodtopias, the podcast from Real Food Media that shares stories and strategies for reimagining our relationship to food, to the land, and to each other. In this episode, we meet the Food Justice League. No, they're not superheroes, but they are fighting some powerful forces in the universe of school food. One of those forces, Airmark. It's what's known as a food service management company. Over 80% of universities outsource their dining services, basically all the food prepared and served in school cafeterias, to a company like this. Airmark is one of the so-called Big Three. Three corporations, Airmark, Sodexo, and Compass Point, that dominate the college food market. They also manage food and other services for hospitals, stadiums, and prisons across the country and around the world. Here's Leah Cohen from the Agricultural Justice Project, one of the founding members of the Food Justice League. The Food Justice League is really a coalition of community advocates for justice, um, both worker and racial and environmental justice, as well as community members here in Gainesville, Florida, that saw an opportunity to compel the University of Florida to incorporate ethical criteria in their next food service contract. We came together last March in 2020 when we recognized that the food service contract of the University of Florida, which is held by Airmark, was ending and that it would be an opportunity to make some changes for the next multi-year contract. Um, and the coalition came together in part because there had been years of people trying to organize dining service workers on the University of Florida campus to combat low wages, um, disrespect in the workplace, and retaliation for trying to come together and improve their working conditions. With the ending of that Airmark contract in the summer of 2021, the coalition decided to launch a public pressure campaign to compel the university not only to improve conditions for dining service workers, but to promote fairness and sustainability throughout the food chain. 
we put together a list of criteria that is really based in years of experience working with the people who actually do the work in the fields along the food chain, the the small and mid-sized family and community farms that all of those who have been left out of the priorities um, that shape how our food system currently operates. Our Food Justice League petition started with five demands. The first being supporting the dining service workers on campus. The second being the greenhouse gas emissions reduction. The third being supporting smaller scale local farms and food vendors here in the local community. The fourth one uh, was supporting farm workers and food supply chain workers by enforcing current labor laws and labor protection laws, health and safety standards, which often aren't enforced. Um, Also ensuring the right to organize. And then finally, providing transparency and accountability by engaging in a meaningful third-party measurement and verification program that would assess progress towards those goals, um, such as a good food purchasing program or the Real Food Challenge program, but also make the reports and the data public so that there's transparency. This might seem like a lot, and it is. The Food Justice League is asking the University of Florida to recognize that the millions of dollars it spends on food every year have a huge impact on the local economy, public health, and the environment. But again, at the center of this movement is the worker. In our current food system, the prevalent model for agricultural operations is large-scale operations that tend to treat farm workers the same way that we basically treat the rest of our natural resources, uh, just as something that is to be exploited, depleted, and disposed of. That's Nessa Shutekutli, the general coordinator of the Farmworker Association of Florida, based in Apopka, Florida. The Farmworker Association of Florida has over 10,000 Haitian, Hispanic, and African-American members across the state. They're one of the key worker voices in the Food Justice League. And, you know, a lot of our farm workers are immigrants. Uh, so a lot of them don't, don't are not aware necessarily of their rights and they don't speak the language. And they face a lot of barriers when it comes to speaking out for themselves. And also they, they're already in a difficult situation and they want to uh, be able to provide for their families. So that also leaves them vulnerable to abuses and sometimes wage theft and not being able to speak out when they are put especially at risk for for their work, whether they are exposed to pesticides or or have to work long hours in the heat without access to shade or water. The University of Florida does well with sustainability and local economies, and those are things that it's been working on for years and decades. But when we start talking about worker rights and and the need to have those workplace protections and protections against retaliation for workers to organize and advocate for themselves. Uh, And, you know, that's just the the surface of of what we're talking about. We're also uh, talking about how little workers are paid, um, especially farm workers, and the fact that farm workers is like 20 times more likely to 
die of uh, heat stroke than workers in other occupations. And the fact that most farm workers don't have health care, that they don't have the right to overtime pay. And so when we bring those issues up, we just kind of seem to hit a wall. It's just, you know, the conversation doesn't go anywhere. But it's it's that piece when we start talking about those disparities and the inability for workers to organize, it's uh, where we just don't seem to, to go anywhere. You know, as, as a lot of large institutions, they tend to be conservative in, in their approach to exacting change and taking risks. But I think this would be a really good opportunity for the university to show us what it can do. Okay, so now that you've met the Food Justice League, there's another coalition you need to know about. While Robin, Leah, Nessa, and the rest of the Food Justice League were organizing around their food system demands, a movement led by students and prisoners was organizing around one key demand, to abolish the use of prison labor at the University of Florida. And amazingly, they were successful. In June of 2020, University President Ken Fox announced that they would be cutting their contracts with the prison system as part of the school's racial equity goals. But while the university no longer profits directly from prison labor, it's still invested in the practice through contracts with companies like Airmark that exploit prison labor. Here's Leah Cohen again. Airmark is a huge corporation that makes a lot of money that profits substantially off of food service contracts with prisons, but also has programs that they claim are rehabilitative in nature, um, where prisoners are working for either pennies or no money. So basically they're saying we have these programs that rehabilitate prisoners so that they can get a job when they get out. And what the student coalition um, who is engaged with and allying with prisoner solidarity groups is fighting for is a recognition that those programs are not actually rehabilitative, um, that they're really exploitive. They're just another way, just like the prison system in general and the immigration policy system, right, to create a pool of exploitable labor for profit for big companies, Airmark being one of them. Kevin Scott is a former prisoner and an organizer with Florida Prisoner Solidarity. He recently spoke about the realities of prison slavery during a virtual teach-in organized by UF students. So yeah, my name's Kevin. I'm a former prisoner. I spent about three and a half years in the Florida prison system, uh, and I got out five years ago. Uh, I think there's a common, or a lot of common misconceptions about like the reality of what the prison labor is. Uh, I think just to debunk a few things, it is, it is not paid at all. It's zero cents per hour. It is not voluntary any more than you could say any decision made at gunpoint is voluntary. By the time that you are even eligible to be on one of those work squads, you've been in prison for years, uh, your humanity has been absolutely um, destroyed uh, purposefully. You've been starved, you've been frozen, you've been burned. You've been separated from everyone and everything you love. Your humanity has absolutely been um, devastated. And so at that point, if somebody said, hey, Kevin, you want to go step out the gate for a while? You're like, okay, yes, please. Yes, please. And how tragic that is that they've weaponized your basic uh, desire uh, for freedom and just to be a part of the world against you. With Airmark as their common target, 
the Coalition to Abolish Prison Slavery and the Food Justice League decided to join forces, combining the abolition of prison slavery with the Food Justice League's five demands. And their combined organizing power took their movement to a new level. When the coalition at UF of student-led organizations that were were basically saying, we don't want Airmark on campus because of its profiting off the prison industrial complex, they came across our work, the Food Justice League's work, to try to compel UF to improve the ethical practices in its food supply chain and said, all right, well, we don't want to just kick Airmark off campus because whatever it is replaced with may be just as bad and won't address the exploitation in the food supply. And so we want UF, in addition to cutting ties with any food service vendor that profits from the prison industrial complex, we also want them to adopt the five criteria that the Food Justice League has put forth as needing to go in the next contract to improve conditions along the food supply chain. And that's how we came to merge, is they they pulled the five Food Justice League demands into their own letter to UF. And for the last few months, we have also merged in our collaboration and organizing around the campaign. And so we're all working towards all six demands being adopted by the University of Florida. Before the community-based coalition merged with the student-led coalition, for the most part, we were being ignored. And the public pressure campaign that we initiated benefited greatly from the work that the students were doing, holding direct action events. They most recently conducted an occupation of UF Business Services, which is the office that's responsible for deciding on the next food service provider and what the priorities will be. Turn off at 1 p.m. So we've been out here since 1. We protested. Um, We walked the Rights Union screaming uh, so many different chants. We've written letters to business services. We had an open mic, which is really meaningful and powerful. We've had great turnout. So thank you guys. And still come out if you can. We'll be here. So That action resulted in the University of Florida Business Services agreeing to have a meeting with the coalition. However, we've met twice and there is yet to be any concrete commitments from the University of Florida. We want the university to be more transparent with regards to what they're considering, what the process is. We want that process to include the individuals who are most harmed by the priorities that are set by the university. So we want those voices of farm workers and the small and mid-sized farmers and the food chain workers and the dining service workers to be part of the committee that sets the priorities for the next food service contract. The petition and the sign-on letters were developed with those six criteria because those voices are missing. And so that is one way for us to ensure that the concerns and priorities of the people who work along the food supply chain are considered in the next food service contract. As of May 2021, the movement is asking the University of Florida to include their six demands in the terms of the next food service contract. 
So whether the contract goes to Airmark or another company, they would have to commit to abolishing worker exploitation and prison slavery in their practices, in addition to buying more local and sustainable food. Now, the university has made some progress, especially when it comes to reducing food waste and increasing local food purchases. In fact, both the University of Florida and Aramark claim to source at least some of their food locally. But for the food justice movement, buying local just isn't enough. When you say you're buying local, it matters what that is, because in a, in a state like Florida, that's an agricultural state that supplies vegetables and fruit to the nation and internationally, we have huge operations. And the part of the reason that small and mid-sized family farmers can't make it right now, that we've lost 70% of our, our farms since the 1930s, Uh, and that black farms have lost their land at a rate five times higher than white farmers. The reason that that's happening is because of consolidation in the food system and in the marketplace. And so huge operations that claim to be local when they're really industrial scale are part of the problem that make it hard for small and mid-sized farmers to make it. And then all of this parallel to the racial justice revolution as well that we're seeing, recognizing sort of systemic dynamics that have perpetuated disparities and injustice for hundreds of years, recognizing that it really is something that each and every individual needs to take on in order for us to shift the system. And that's what we're asking you have to do is to play your role. You don't need to go and change federal policy so that farm workers right to organize is protected, but you can control it within your own food supply chain. You can say, this is important to us as a buyer, and we want to ensure that you're working to find out which farms are going to respect workers' right to organize, and we want you to prioritize buying from them. As a public land-grant research university, the Food Justice League believes the University of Florida has an obligation to serve the public good and that its food procurement can be a meaningful tool for improving people's lives. It isn't uncommon for the response to be, wow, what the, you know, this food system has operated like this for hundreds of years, and we're just one entity. We can't change it. However, the University of Florida has a lot of power. It is one of the largest food service contracts among universities. And so in terms of its purchasing power and the power to shift the priorities as the buyer, there's a lot of opportunity there. And the university has a mission to improve the quality of life of the individuals in Florida, to be an economic benefit to the community in which it is located as a land-grant university. That's part of its mission. And when we look at the food supply chain, there are many, many hands that work in unjust conditions to feed people on campus. And so, of course, the university has a role to play. One of the reasons that those terrible conditions can continue is because of a lack of transparency. In fact, the system relies on that, right? If we knew as eaters what really is going on for people who are working in the fields and and throughout the food system, we wouldn't be able to stomach it because it's so terrible. 
but we don't know. And what UF can do is say, I want to know as the buyer, I want to know what's going on with regards to all the people who actually work to feed us. It will start to change the food system because they're such a big buyer of food. To learn more about the Food Justice League, the Coalition to Abolish Prison Slavery at UF, and the growing food movement in Gainesville, follow Food Justice UF on Instagram. We'll also include the links to their petitions and platforms on the Foodtopia's episode page at realfoodmedia.org. I'm Tanya Kerson, and this episode was recorded from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Gainesville, Florida. Foodtopias is produced by Real Food Media in partnership with Food Movement Allies. My co-producer is Tiffany Patton. Asal Isanapur provided editing support. Featured audio clips are courtesy of the Agricultural Justice Project. And our theme music is Set Me Free by Will Maggot. To listen and subscribe, look for Real Food Media wherever you get your podcasts. For transcripts, episode notes, and more information about our guests, visit realfoodmedia.org.